Stu here. I'm very proud to announce that Spoilers, my award-winning climate change comedy show, is returning to the Edinburgh Festival on the 12th, 13th and 14th of August. You can get your tickets at stuartgoldsmith.com on the little orange banner, or you can just go to edfringe.com and search my name. I mean, that's what I'd do. Whether you're a die-hard, north-face-wearing climate dude, or whether you are just a regular person who's a little bit nervous about all the news you're seeing and doesn't really know what to think, there's something there for you. It's really fun and funny, and I think you're going to love it. See you there. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. This is a podcast from ComediansComedian.com. This is the Comedian's Comedian Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Stuart Goldsmith and today this is another live episode from the Edinburgh Festival recorded earlier this year uh, at Black Medicine, a fabulous little coffee shop uh, as part of the PBH Free Fringe. This is a conversation with a wonderful comic from Ireland who is known for his ludicrous flights of fancy and, uh, I mean, he does write material as well, and we'll, oh, I don't know about write, we'll talk about that. Um, but he does come up with a lot of uh, uh, material, but also what he's really known for, and I think what people most uh, love and respect him for, uh, is his ludicrous improvisational ability. Jason Byrne is absolutely, uh, he, he's just sort of orgasmic to watch on stage. It's like a man kind of just throwing himself, smashing through brick walls over and over again. Uh, as he just makes something happen. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, pin back your lug holes, batten down the hatches, and get ready for Jason Byrne. <laughs> Hello. Uh, is, is this going to get heavy? It's No, 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 no. <laughs> heavy, yes. heavy. Hello, no, everybody. It's, uh, it's, this is good, isn't it? I like this. It's like, it's like camping. Yeah, it is. For the benefit of the listener, we're at, if anyone wants to take a picture of this and then tweet it at ConcomPod, that would be lovely. Um, because with, it'll yeah. be difficult to really get across the sort of lo-fi nature of this. I've only just realised that the curtain is held up with bulldog clips, which is a quick trip to Ryman's, only over the road. So uh, well is done, that, whoever set that up. Is that backstage? That is the backstage area. You can see Ooh. it if you like. Look, we'll, we'll lift it up. That's before. Yeah, I'll help you. And, and that's our There's backstage. Look, a lonely mic on its own. That's quite beautiful, poignant. Yeah, that's quite symbolic, isn't it? So that's nice. what all comics are like. <laughs> just all, a, all comics are just microphones on their own. Just a lonely microphone in a room, not plugged into anything. No, just standing Jesus, there. one minute in, we've done it. This yeah. is great. <laughs> I, I'm just a microphone? <laughs> Tell me yeah. about... I mean, how are you? It's nice to see you. We last yeah. saw each other in, in Stratford, didn't we? You're in, is it Stratford-upon-Avon? Stratford-upon-Avon, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never been there before, but it was very posh. And there was lots of... It's Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's where... Someone's done the reading? Yeah. <laughs> I only learned that when I was there, because I, I wasn't... I, I never knew where Did he was, you? where he came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Birthplace of Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if he was real. What? Theory. 
Nice. Hey, no, we don't know. Um, yeah, so then you asked me to do this, and I said, yeah. Yeah, so how's And it? now, uh, great, can't wait. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. So, it's, yeah, this, it's good. I mean, we're, what are we, we're three, three and a half weeks here yes. now. We're down to the single figures. We're like, I woke up this morning thinking, it's the final Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's mad, because you prepare for this kind of all year, don't you? Like, yeah. Edinburgh's a big thing. You're supposed to bring your main game here. Yes, well, you've been bringing your main game for years. Your show this year is called 20 Years a Clown. I know, I, don't, I shouldn't have named it that. It's like saying, no, I'm I keep, old. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I keep seeing it going, oh, no. <laughs> it's, it feels draggy. You know, I've been here 20... The reason why I'm here 20 years is because, like, in August, it, I'm normally free in August. Mm. So any TV or radio or cameramen or anybody that work in... They always say the holidays in August. So you'll find that... Like, there's a TV festival here because yeah. they've got nothing to do. Absolutely. And so the TV people come here. They, they, even they're off. So, so in August, I just... I, but then again, I, I don't know what I do now. Now, yeah. I, and now it's, I feel... What would I do? The month of August is called Edinburgh. In yeah, my, yeah, June, is June, July, Edinburgh. You do, September. you go June, July, Edinburgh. Yeah, isn't it weird? And you'll see comics in London certainly previewing shows or over, or yeah. somewhere else in Hull, they'll be previewing a show in, in June going, this is my Edinburgh show. And I often, I often think that people in the audience are saying, what do you mean? What is it? There's loads of people who haven't heard of the festival. They don't I, I try to convince other comics as well not to get offended by the festival because a lot of comics get offended by it. Because they just go, way? oh, I didn't have many in tonight, and uh, yes. oh, I didn't get a good review. Oh, it was, but like, it doesn't matter because there's th- over three thousand shows here. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And the, the, everybody's just in the same boat, and you know, it's not a audience. Don't mean to not come to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's, but that's, a, nice, that's a good point. That is audiences a good point. are busy. They're really trying to like. I think the, if the Edinburgh audience, if you really sat them all down, the millions of them that they are, they'd go to every show, but they just yes. go, we just can't. I, I try you know and see. I mean? They're like a par- like a busy parent. They're running around all the shows, going, we, "Look, we, we went to this. We can only do three in a day, or whatever." Do, I mean, you go mental after three in a day. Do you see other shows when you're yeah. up there, or do you look after yourself? No, I you? love it because when I did stand up, well, before I did stand up, I was a comic fan. You know what I mean? Okay. I had no interest in doing stand up because I um, remember seeing Billy Connolly when he was sixteen. When I was sixteen, not him. Jesus, when he was sixteen. <laughs> I'm not that old, but I've seen him in Ireland, in Dublin, and myself and my mate, and I have, I've never met Billy Connolly, I've never met him over all the years, but I owe him two tickets, because myself and my mate, uh, we waited until the crowd went in, to the Olympia Theatre it was called, and we knew, we knew the way up to the boxes, because uh. the, the ushers only stood at the main hall bit. And they never stood where the doors were. And we just went straight in and up to, and we got a box to ourselves. Excellent. Two of us, 16. Nice. Sitting there with a, a tin of Ritz, which is like cider each. Uh, good. And we dropped it from my mate's mother. And we sat there and watched Billy Connolly. And I, sw- I, I never cry. I absolutely die with laughter. But when I left, I said, I'm never doing that. No way. Because it's like when you know, like, like a singer... If you see like a real, like if someone's singing, if you're singing like an amateur and you see a really good singer, you go, oh, I'll never do that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just thought, uh, you know, I had no business in there. Something I re- I've been reminding people of, I've got yeah. a sort of a, a patented pep talk that I give people, because uh, I've, I've done tw- 21 fringes as Have well. Have you? Yeah, yeah, not as a stand-up. I used to do street shows here, so no. I've been coming for 21 consecutive years. God, you look much younger so, than me. Which is why... I, well, How old I'm, are you? I'm 38. Shut up! Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Oh, yeah, looks well. Oh, looks God. well. I am, I am. Which is why it's But you're all bendy and handstands and shit. Yeah. 
You know, you're a street performer. I am not going to correct you on that. Let's, <laughs> let's all imagine that I'm all bendy and handstands and shit. But what it means is that when, at the beginning of your show, 20 Years a Clown, when you showed all of your posters from the last yeah. 20 years, I recognised them. Yeah. And I went... Oh my god, that was you! You used to have the hair, and then the poster for pigs with wigs. Yeah, my hair was was longer. I I kept, I sort of re-recognised you because I know you now. We've gigged together once or twice. I've seen you. I've done warm up for the TV show you did. Yeah. So the Jason Byrne in my head isn't the same person as the like poster from fifteen years ago that I remember seeing when I was uh, juggling on a tightrope. I think that you grow with your stand-up. Do you know what I mean? That's what you do. Absolutely. So you, you like, whatever's going, like when I first came here, oh my God, I had like boxes of props. Do you know what I mean? Just nuts. Just throwing like, I had, I used to do it. One of my favorite things I did was I used to have a rubber duck and I'd put it on someone's hand in the audience and I'd put a duck collar in my mouth and then I'd have a rubber hand on the end of a stick and I'd just really slowly go towards the rubber duck in the person's hand and I'd probably do it for about five minutes. <laughs> Like, and the audience are and just sitting going, what is he doing? Did it and have then like I, a payoff? Yeah, I hit the, I hit the duck and then I go... <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't funny at all if it, if, it, if it took 30 seconds. I had to take ages for the hand to get there. And then people were just like really tense then, just watching it. And then it was just a release. I just went... <laughs> what, what is going on in your head during those five minutes? Let's look at that really I think it's that hilarious really in my huge... head. Yeah, go on. In my head, I'm thinking, I'd love to be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because, and I did loads of mad shit like that. Like I had, um, in London, when I gigged, uh, I used to go around with a pair of mannequins' legs. Uh, and I was, and I only, and I, I didn't know you had to do like two or two or three gigs a night in London. And I was going around in the tube with these mannequins' legs, like just under my arm. And then, like, but this is how I, I came on stage. Basically, where I used to have a black dress, and I used to put the mannequins' legs in front of my legs, like they were, like it's pretending they were my legs. Yeah. And I'd waddle on sideways, but it only worked in a handful of clubs because. Clubs in London are like what they are now. You can't see the bottom half of us. Yeah. So I just, I carted these it's things around, waddled, waddled on, and people are going, why, why is he waddling on? And then I, I, I do the splits, which is even worse than they couldn't see me at all. Tell me, look, I want to get on to where this stuff comes from, but just go, go back to the duck. You're laughing, thinking it's funny. What are you, is there a part of you going, I hope they laugh at the end, I hope they get it? Did they always no. get it? No, I didn't care. Because I was really, I was on the kind of, I suppose, uh, you know, Steve Steve Martin, like, when he did all his mad stuff. I, I See, I watched Tommy Cooper and Steve Martin and, like, uh, Kenny Everett and all these all these people that just lived in their own world. Like, you'll see Steve Martin doing, like, the nerd and him. you'll see him doing all that, those those mad uh, proppy things on... Uh, what, what was Carson? What was his name again? The Carson Show. Carson Show, yeah. He was on that. But he didn't care if there was anybody, you know... He, well, not that he didn't care, but he wasn't that bothered. But then you'll see him change and then up into Hollywood then and, and you know, completely, really caring then. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, and when you do care, it probably becomes a bit more shit. Do you know what I mean? So, so how if, do you... So when you, you don't care... Here's a real don't care story. I, we, we were doing uh, 60 comics in 60 minutes. Did you, did you, did you do the underpants? 
Yeah. Yeah, so I you, was in the you, room. I saw that being filmed. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. So, so I, I had a pair of underpants and a red nose. I had completely and, forgotten yeah, that was you. That's exactly my point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I, and we, had, we all had uh, 60 seconds each to do something. And a clock was behind us going... Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Mike Wilmot is my favourite one. Yes. He came down and he went... Anyway, I was there. Uh, I'm, I'm this... Uh, I'm fat. Uh, yeah, I've got a wife. Um, anyway, I'm... I'm uh, and the thing was going... Doo, 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 and then it puts you into blackness when it's yeah. over. And all you can hear him in the dark is... Oh, I should have taught this true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike it was if there were and loads of permutations of that show. Yeah, I remember Mark, Al, Al, go on. Sorry, sorry, no, but sorry, the thing was what happened was then I was with Noel Feeling just because Noel was on after me. Because yes. we all, literally had to queue, right? And Noel was on after me and I had uh, six one liners to do. Yes. And then I looked at Noel and said, Will I just go on and play <laughs> will I just go on and play my nipples as like um like will I rev my nipples? Uh, you know, like a motorbike. Yeah. Instead of those six one-liners, and Noel went, yeah, yeah, do that. I remember... Do you know, that gig was incredibly important to me. I was yeah. in the audience of that gig because of the, the television... That was that, yeah. that was that show was televised. I was in the audience, and it was that night... In the, I knew a few people, I knew a few comics. It was before I was a comic, and it was that night in the green room yeah. that I decided to be a comic. No so way. Went, yeah, absolutely. It was genuinely that night. I remember everything about that night. I remember uh, Noel Fielding was doing the... Do you remember the monkey? Yeah, that's the right. forwards-looking monkey. Yeah, yeah. That he was my father. I remember him. Yeah. My friend... My friend and now stand-up comic as well, Peter Dobbing, he was doing, yeah. um, he was doing an inverted uh, straight jacket escape. Oh, that, yeah, right. the straight jacket. Uh, Amos was uh, uh, comparing it, and he was having a really... T- it was a really difficult job to warm up. So at one point, Howard... Re- he just sort of saw Howard and went, Howard, can you do a bit? And so Howard oh, took over brilliant. the warm-up. Lovely atmosphere. And I remember thinking, I've got to be, I've got to be part of this. But, was it because you see me revving me nipples? Well, I mean... <laughs> How do you... I want to do that. You were standing there, you pulled your pants oh, yeah, right I pulled, up like this. Yeah, so the cameras didn't know what I was doing. Because obviously when you do a TV show, it, it's... Whenever you do TV shows, like I just did John Bishop show and all, you have to rehearse for cameras. Because a lot of new comics, they don't want to... They go, oh, I don't want to do my stuff. Uh, because, you know, like, like I'm, I'm where, where was I? Uh, Ken Dodd was doing the Royal Variety Show. I was with him. He did his whole, his whole fucking act. No bother to nobody. Like, you know, no one laughing, and just, that's what old school do. They do, yeah. they do it all, and they don't give a fuck. They just go out and go, blah, 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 blah routine, bang, and gone, right? Show business. We're like, I, I don't want to do it because I, I don't really perform properly unless it's people. Do. <laughs> <laughs> just mean to, but you, you have to camera rehearse, and the reason, so I didn't camera rehearse. They didn't know I was going to go, meh, meh. So the cameras are all over the camp trying to catch me, and uh, one camera just caught my left testicle just popping out. <laughs> And you so were the, the cameras that were going. Oh, we were in the wrong place. <laughs> you had your pants up like this, and you were going. Yeah. You were just tweaking it, revving your nipples. You were going for a full. That was minute. going. You were going yeah, it's on. It's, it's on YouTube. It I think. probably is on YouTube. How do you remember that going down? Oh, I don't. Because I couldn't hear anybody. Because I was going. Nah, nah. And then I left. I left. And then the next thing, next thing I heard was just like the the uh, the guy in charge, Rohan. I think wasn't yeah, it? Rohan, yeah, Rohan. He just goes. He goes Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reaction because I got. I've... And then Noel came in and just went, nice. Yeah. I remember, I thought I remembered from that night, I thought you remembered you doing it and just, like you said with the Mike Wilmot thing, like in the last couple of seconds, just, there yeah. was some moment of like, oh, that was it. You said, oh, a minute's longer than you think, isn't it? That's, that's it. I you said that at the end. You did, you did say that. Yeah. Oh, did I keep going then? Yeah, you really went for it and then you kind of were like, you're 45 seconds in and I think you went, 
Yeah, it's quite long a minute, isn't it? <laughs> like that. Oh, did I do that? Yeah, I think so. I might, I might be misremembering. I but... just remember that just revving the whole time. So but that, that, but I was more proud of myself doing that than my six one-liners, because nobody will remember that. That's Cause really interesting. Because I get loads of people going, "Oh, I've seen you revving your nipples." <laughs> that was great. And like, and I. So when I do t- when I do TV, like I mean, all I, I mean when when TV people come to you, right? What they do is they they like nowadays. Like there was a guy called Paul Jackson from years ago, and he did uh, the Young Ones, and he did you know uh, French and Saunders, yes. and like and Bottom and all those, mm-hmm. all that gang. And what he did was is that he went to see them in clubs, and he seen what they do, and then he said, "Oh, do you want to do that on telly?" And they went, "Yeah," and that's that's it, yeah. and that's what that's why all that came up. And um, but now it's more them trying to get you into this other fucking zone. Do you know what I mean? Going, you maybe you should do is? this, maybe you should do that. Because that, they want to, they, they, th- they think they know what they should do with you, but they don't. I'd love to work in telly. I'd be fucking minted. I'd be, I'd be able to tell them exactly what to do with all these acts. You know, you just do what they can do. You know, I mean, the one thing I'd love to do is the generation game. I want to get that. I'd love yeah. to do that. Yeah, I'd love to. And I met Jim Davis the other day. This is mad. Oh my God. Jim Davis, you know, nick, 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 all that. And, yeah. I mean, that's not what the first thing I think of when no. I think of Jim Davis. But we're co- so Jim is old school comedy as well. Sure. So we were doing that gala down in the Playhouse. There was loads of us on. And uh, like a lot of younger comics, like our comics, rent, rent. like they don't like people right beside them just before they go on. Do you know that? Because people, because comics like to do this kind of this thing, this fucking jit- <laughs> this jittery thing, and they want to kind of go. I've got to think about. Okay, oh my god, I'm going out. But Jim Davison is old school, so he doesn't understand that. So I'm standing in the wings, going right. I've got to go ahead. Jim is beside me. He has his hand on my shoulder. He's, he's literally looking out, going, "Jeez, they look. There's a lot of them out there, isn't there?" <laughs> I'm going, yeah, yeah. yeah. to screw you up? Or no, just, just I don't a, think he meant to screw me up. Okay. Then again, I don't know. I'd love if, if he was trying to screw me up. Fair play. That seems like a kind of an old hand yeah, thing it, to do. Yeah, that'd be funny. Go, going, ooh, do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was, go, and he was going, oh, 20 seconds. You're on 20 seconds. <laughs> and I was going, yeah. And he goes, have a good time. Have a good time, right? But I went out, you know, and I did. I had a great time. I came back, and then it was his go. And I just tagged him, and I went, best luck. They're very hard. <laughs> But afterwards, he said, he said, yeah, he said, you should do a generation game, he said to me. Because I use people a lot, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm good at punters and I play games with them on stage and I'd love to do it. So when you are Because that's upon, what I can do. When you're called upon to give a transcript for a, for a set on Apollo or whatever it mm. is, what do you say to them? Do you go, I can't do that, I can't do a transcript? Well, or, or do you go, okay, I'll do my safe written stuff? No, no, well, I mean, no, the Apollo was, was I, did, I did a few of them. They were, I'm happy enough doing them because that's just live stand-up, right? That's fine because they're those slots, that's what we're good at. And then with Johnny Bishop's show, mm. well, John Bishop. <laughs> Johnny, oh, Johnny, you know, little, little, little Johnny Bishop. I sound like an, <laughs> sound like an Irish gypsy there. Uh, so John's show, because um, I know him, I said, let me do a stunt. I'll just do one of my stunts, you okay. know. And he went, yeah, all right. I, yeah, I says, because you can do the stand-up, but again, people will remember the visual stuff way yes. more. So I did a stunt and it just went down so well. It was a, a, I've, got the, I've got about seven magic tricks that I, that I do. They're silly magic tricks. Okay. And I've had magicians complain on my sites about how badly they're done. <laughs> and you are definitely doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, you can look at jasonburn.com. He's a magician in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, he has .com. And he, he, keeps, no, but he keeps messaging me all the time going, I keep getting your fucking fans. <laughs> <laughs> 
He goes, will you tell them I'm a magician, right? And so I, I, so this magic trick I did for John, um, it was, I had this, I, I love this, like, it's, again, it's back to my silly roots where I had like, I had brushes with just uh, shoes on the end of them and I had a cloth and I get a punter to hold the shoes and the sticks and they hold them out like that. And I throw a cloth over the sticks and it looks, and they, the punter puts the head back and it looks like they're levitating. Yes, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But then what I do is I get up three other punters to hide the legs of the other, the real legs of the guy floating. Okay. And that's all that kind of messy comedy thing. But on John's Bishop show, it couldn't have gone more wrong, but more right. Right? Yes, okay. Basically, the guy holding the sticks and the guy's hiding, he started to fall. So I just started to kick the lads underneath the guy falling like wedges. Like they were holding him. So it was, it was brilliant. At the very end of the show, it was just a bloke just balanced on three lads, just crushed. And the audience absolutely in bits. And me, which was, because I, I put them all through a hula hoop. Yes. So they all have to get through it. Right? All the way down the end. Like a, like a levitation thing. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible. And the four of them were trying to get through this hoop. And, and, the, and they were crying. And that was it. It was so silly. And, and presumably just, the audience must be loving that because you yeah. don't get that on TV. You don't get anyone making mistakes. You don't get anyone no. taking risks and actually live things. No, I just want to just play games like that on TV with people. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 was, I was thinking when I saw your show uh, here at the festival, it's a great show. And then mm. about halfway through, you've got the kind of a big visual stunt. The Buzzman. The Buzzman. I don't want to give it away. It doesn't matter. It doesn't give it away. Oh, the people who still go, what? Yeah, yeah, good point. I'll try and describe it from what I remember. Yeah. You, uh, you're giving the audience, you frame it as you're giving them a chance to get back on you. Yeah, because I've always, I brought of, them up and I do yeah. stuff to them, so now they can do stuff so to me. So you've got a life-size, one of those kind of buzzer games that you've got to pass a, a thing up a wire and if it touches, yeah. it buzzes. You've got a life-size one and someone has to do that whilst you stand on a frame and if it if they buzz it, then you get attacked with, what, I mean, I remember, well, yeah, I remember so there's a, there's a hammer, a, but it can't have been a hammer. No, there's a punter beside me with like a paddle. Like, yes, a, like yeah, one of those yeah. SMN paddles. Like a sort of kinky thing. And then they whack me on the part of my body that buzzes over there. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So yes. if, they bu- if that guy buzzes my leg, then he stops, and then your man whacks me on my leg. Yes. The noise of it. But then the, the comedy is all in the willy bit, because there's a bit of willy there. Yeah, yeah. The, and the tonight was great. Well. A guy was trying so hard tonight. He was really going around the willy really slowly, just going, oh my God, I don't want to hit his eyes. And he got right around it. But then I flip it around then, and I put... The guy who was hitting me, yes. I put him in my position, yes. and then I bring out the uh, Father Murphy fiddly stick, which is a, a stick with a rubber hand on it. Big, yeah, uh, yeah, back yeah, comes yeah, a rubber yeah. hand, yeah. and I, I just basically just go around him with, with a really weird <laughs> rubber hand. So it's visually, it's way funnier. Because I, when I was seeing that bit, I thought, oh yes, I remember from seeing your show, uh, I, was it two years ago with the Space Hoppers at the beginning, Special Eye? Oh, was that yeah. last year? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember seeing it and going, oh, there's loads and loads of stand-up here. And then every so often, Jason will chuck in like a crazy visual or practical stunt. Yeah. And actually thinking about it now, it's sort of the other way around. It's like your, your show is a big crazy practical stunt and, yeah. and every so often you'll throw in some stand-up. Do you know what I mean? What, what's, the pro- what's the proportion to you? I don't know. I mean, I much be fair. I mean, I have all the stand-up. I, don't, I like doing the stand-up, but I love when stuff just flies out in front of me and punters just start shouting at me or give me stuff. And then I love the stunts because... I don't know what's going to happen every night. Of the so, of, so of the show that you did this tonight, you've just come here straight from your show, and this is the assembly hall. It's like eight hundred people. Yeah. Um. Your what percentage of the stand-up material in that show tonight is something that you said before, and what percentage of that show is kind of verbal that you're making up on the spot? Sixty forty tonight. Okay. I'd say forty okay. made up. 60 done. And how much do you have? Could you could you do just an hour of stuff that you'd prepared in advance and it would all be fresh to this show? Probably or 90, did... 90%. I'd probably okay. have. I don't have any more than 90. 
No, I'm, okay. only, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean in terms of like what that you've written for this show. Oh, no, it's, it's longer than an hour. Okay. Because like, I, I, we have to do two-hour shows when we leave here. Sure. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, like, because every night my show is different because I, the audience, I make it all like a sitcom. I involve the audience and I mix the stand-up in and I do the stunts. and But it's all timed differently every night. I have to drop different bits of stand-up if something else takes longer. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. So I have to think of my feet every night. So I don't have a show every night where I go, right, I'm sticking to now every bit. bit. I literally have to be editing as I'm going along. Because like, if the buzzy thing can take 20 minutes, I, I'm screwed. Do you know what I mean? I have to drop loads of stand-up. You know what I mean? And especially tonight, I had a very special crowd in that were just confusing the hell out of me. There was a guy in who said he was an engineer, and I said, oh, oh what, what, do you, what is it? What's that? And he just goes, uh, he, just said, he just went, pumps. And I went, oh you, oh, you do pumps? And I said, uh, what's your favourite pump? Because I was trying to get fucking some sort of atmosphere going. As you know, as you can hear here, this is what <laughs> And uh, he went, oh, I don't know. And then this other guy just went, Kelly Lebrook, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning to pump a lady. Yeah. And it just went slowly around the room. I went... Oh, do you mean pump Kelly LeBrook? <laughs> and the man and the guy was on his own who said Kelly LeBrook. And he was just sitting there and he just went, Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he goes, I just shouted it out. And then I, I then I went on and I was looking for a Chinese person in the room, and the woman said, Oh yeah, I'm Chinese. And I went, Oh, okay. She didn't look very Chinese. And I said, um, oh, do you speak like Mandarin or Cantonese? And she said Cantonese. And I said, Oh, what's sorry in Cantonese? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> Well, what do you mean you don't know? She goes, I don't speak Cantonese. So it was, yeah, it went Just on. Just odd, odd kind of uh, re- responses to your offers. Yeah, two Swedish people said they spoke Ikea. <laughs> they actually were real Swedes. And they were going, ha, ha, ha. So this is Jason. Uh, enormous fun to be talking to him. Just Brilliant to briefly catch that wave of energy that he brings to the conversation. Uh, And there's more of that on the way in just a second. So uh, we'll let that speak for itself. Couple of messages from me. Um, There's a couple of things I need to tell you about. One of which uh, is the, uh, there's a survey, a listener who I guess is called Danger Liam is doing a survey with an intention to build an app that'll help people to better plan their time when visiting the Edinburgh Festival. He's collecting a series of requirements. He wrote me a very nice email. He seems like a nice guy. I'm inclined to help him. Uh, If you go to dangerliam.co.uk forward slash fringe. So dangerliam, all one word, .co.uk forward slash fringe. Then if you're someone that likes analytics and research and finding stuff out, or even apps or fringe festivals or comedy or any of those things, go along there, dangerliam.co.uk forward slash fringe, and you can help him out with some research. And the other thing I want to tell you about is a a brilliant short film. There's um, a, a short film about the Tunnel Club, which was Malcolm Hardy's club and was one of the birthplaces. I don't know, was it one of the birthplaces of... Uh, alternative comedy or the birthplace of sort of I don't know exactly how you could describe it it's certainly an important part of uh, Britain's and and consequently the world's comedy heritage Um, uh, I think it was certainly the birthplace of a load of really weird shit some of which (laughs) became enormously influential Uh, some comics there that became very successful comics Simon Munnery features at the very beginning of this uh, this, there's like a teaser that you can watch there's a a feature length 
excuse me, a fe- I've just driven 110 miles, everyone, can you tell? A feature-length documentary about Malcolm Hardy is currently being made. It was Malcolm's club and uh, he passed away a few years ago. Malcolm was an incredibly energising and divisive and crazy figure in the world of comedy um, with an enormous amount of, of energy and love for... I was going to say the craft. I don't know if craft much came into it, but you can learn more about him. Uh, this feature-length doc- documentary is currently being made, but there is a, a teaser called The Tunnel, which has played to several international film festivals and comedy festivals, um, and people uh, can email tunnelfilms at gmail.com if they'd like to watch the Tunnel short film for free online for a limited period. Uh, you can find out lots more about it as the feature is being edited. They're, uh, they're raising finance, they're self-funding. So if you'd like to find out about that, this is probably the most long rambling version of this blurb that it could possibly be. But I think you get the gist and I, I think it's quite uh, <laughs> Malcolm style. Um, you can go to facebook.com forward slash the Malcolm film, twitter.com forward slash the Malcolm film or youtube.com forward slash tunnel films or simply email tunnelfilms at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to watch the tunnel short film for free online just for a limited period, uh, that is absolutely worth checking out. The short film is brilliant. And uh, I'm, as you know, I have a, an enormous fondness, an enormous uh, uh, enthusiasm for the work of Simon Munnery in particular. And it's incredible to see Munnery uh, very young being heckled off uh, at the Tunnel Club back in the day. So uh, do check that out. Um, that's both of those things. Thank you to everyone that's bought a T-shirt. We've got rid of a few of them. It's going pretty well. If you would like to, uh, sorry about the moving sound quality. Having read that from my laptop, I'm now wandering around the flat. Um, if you would like to be someone who can sport a ComCom Pod T-shirt and indeed take a picture of yourself in the place where you listen, wearing it, obviously, uh, and then tweet that to me and uh, I will retweet them and show the world what you guys look like. Uh, so if you'd like to be one of those, you can go to comedianscomedian.com forward slash merch uh, and you can uh, you can buy some T-shirts. They are strictly limited edition. When they're gone, they're gone. Uh, and also you can donate. Many of you have been doing that. Now, I have recently been reading out the list of people who've added recurring payments. That's very, very kind. This is my, my preferred way. You can still do a one-off donation if you like. You can still drop me a tenner or 20 quid via PayPal or whatever you think this show is worth to you. If you can't find me in the street or at a gig or festival and press it into my hand while saying something cool, you can certainly do it online from all over the world. I've had listeners donating this week from Canada, from Zurich, uh, from uh, somewhere else interesting, which I've temporarily forgotten, from South Africa as well. Um, so feel free to do a one-off donation. If you would like to set up a recurring donation, you can do all of these things at comedianscomedian.com forward slash donate. The recurring ones are great. I mean, it, we're not saying this out loud, but w- we know that the whole recurring payment system, it's like paying for gym membership, isn't it? In that it's brilliant for me because hopefully you decide to give me £100 a month and then forget and I gradually wipe out your bank account. <laughs> I mean, I think that's I think that's the model of the gym membership version. I hope that my model isn't quite as cynical, um, but you can donate uh, a selection of amounts with stupid titles. Um, so pick one, chuck it on, and then... Keep it going for a bit. And then if you want, go, oh, God, I've been doing this for ages. Turn it off. That's fine, too. I just think it's sort of an easy way for you to do it. And it, I, I suppose it just makes more sense, I think. I've got a couple of uh, recurring donations to podcasts that I listen to. And it's just I sort of feel comfortable that, like, 
Yeah, I listen to them. <laughs> I was going to say I listen to them guilt free. It's true. I'm not trying to lay some big guilt trip on you. You can you can listen to this for free in perpetuity. That's fine. But if you love it and you'd like to support it and me and me traveling further afield to make the show bigger and better and more sweeping in its scope, then you can give us a, a recurring donation or a one off uh, at comedianscomedian.com forward slash donate. Uh, there's all sorts of you can do it on PayPal or Moonclerk or all sorts. Uh, and if you'd like to buy a T-shirt, then I think they're 20 quid plus uh, two, three, four, five or six pounds, depending on where in the world you are. Um, that's all that stuff for now. And um, I'm going to be doing something to the back catalogue. I've had, a, I've had a, a little idea. I'm just going to leave that for you to discover as and when you listen back to shows. So that'll do for now. Uh, let's get back to the absolutely effervescent Jason Byrne. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I think the show I saw like a couple of weeks ago, you were, you were trying to find a Chinese person. So yeah, that's, that's like that's, one of this year's things is that's a jumping off point. Yeah, it's, one of my, it's a nice, nice favourite gag of mine that I just do, which is kind of horrible setup, and then it's fine. And then I, ask, I try and find someone who's Chinese so um, to say sorry about what I just said, which is not too offensive, it's all right. And Chinese people speak quite quietly. So I discovered this in Melbourne when I did it, and um, I always find out what sorry is, and it's it. I can't remember what it is, but they always go. If I find a Chinese person, they always go like that, and you go sorry what? And they go they don't like shouting, and then I just say, oh, I've just had the first ever game of Chinese whispers in the in a room. Oh, I got you. <laughs> okay, okay. And then the Chinese person goes, oh, <laughs> and then they see all the madness. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. So you're. I'm interested in the the amount of um, mm. the creativity that you're the different types of creativity that are all taking place within your show. Like when when we did that gig together in Stratford, yeah, you were kind of working stuff up for this show. Yeah, but then I but when I do short spots like that, I tend to do no material. Yes, I love doing that. I mean, often people just go, "Why don't you just do a whole hour and just make it up?" Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. I I could do. I can easily do that. 
Do you know what I mean? But it's quite risky for people paying in. Do you know what I mean? They're all going, oh yeah, we'll pay in. And you just fucking make it up there. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> but I'm, I'm quite good at it now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you, well, this, the next question is, do you find, in the same way as you might, like if someone is uh, used to re- writing and then rehearsing a show, someone who's very, very script-led, yeah. they might over time recognise certain kind of tropes, certain, certain uh, systems, certain ways of looking at things, you know, yeah. over, over 20 years. Do you find, having done 20 years of incredibly fluid and flexible crowd work, do you ever find that, like, you're kind of... Do you ever sort of get... I don't mean to say this negative bored. at all. Yeah, do you ever get bored of just knowing that you can ask someone, you'll get a thing? Like, if you ask a particular question, you'll sort of get one of a certain type of number of answers? No, no, I, I don't. I loved, I loved delving into them because what I do is I confuse my crowd completely into this kind of fucking confusion. And then they just say mad shit. Do you know what I mean? And, and what I do then is I normally, I might take that mad shit like that or, or even, if, even if it's quite normal, but then I just throw it up into a whole different atmosphere. Okay. Do you know what I mean? There's one or two things that can crop up again, but not like, not like often. What, like what sort what sort of thing do you mean? Oh, I don't really know now. When I say that, but I I haven't had many because okay. people go, oh, "Why didn't you record that?" Like last year, we had um, the swimming Olympics team in because I was teasing them, okay. and they must have heard about it, so they came in to see me. <laughs> no way. And so we had a we had a swimming race across across the stage <laughs> with, with the Olympic team. Actually dragging themselves around the stage by their by their arms, <laughs> and they fucking did it. And they were like literally like that. And then I found another guy was with them, and he was a diver. So I, I got him to dive into the other swimmers. Okay, and like shit, like that's never going to happen again. And and I and, and at the and at the start of the festival here, I got up as many men in the audience with beige shorts. <laughs> Um, you can see it, it's on YouTube or Twitter there. There's uh, eight of them. I got eight of them with beige shorts and they, they then did the monkey, the monkey walk. You know, here we go. Or here yeah, we yeah, go. yeah, with the, Walking the down street. Street. Yeah. And they got it right. <laughs> That's lovely. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, so there's sort of an infinite world of possibilities there. So. I, I open it up more. Yeah, I definitely and, do. And when you say you open I it up... I normally ask them what they do or what they do for a living to get, up, to get on into the next bit. Do you know what I mean? To find out what they're like. Okay. I think I'd love to work with Darren Brown on it to tell, to, so he could tell me what I'm doing. Because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I mean, I can guess people's ages. I guess people's names. I've guessed what they do you know, by just looking at them sometimes. And I don't really know how I do that. But I think that's 20 years of talking to people in an audience. I mean, I'm desperate to try and test it. What's his name? I, oh, I, I don't know. Is it, is it Raphael or something? What's your name? Ben. There you go. <laughs> but you know what? But that's the great thing. Ben, too. Ben. Yeah, but what, what's your middle name? <laughs> what is your middle name? Stephen. Stephen, right. And, Next your, su- name? and your surname? Paul. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So let's do, do the three names again. Ben, Stephen, Hall. If you say that fast enough. <laughs> ben, fancy, Stephen Hall, ben, the, Stephen Hall, Ben, Stephen, Raphael. This is the, this is the skill that, that Darren Brown doesn't necessarily have. He, and part of no, that is to make lots of guesses. Yeah. But you, the position you're in, you can just make anything funny. Do you mean you can launch him <laughs> any offer? Do you not think you must fit? I do. Well, when I'm, well, when I'm on my own, I'm on, my, on stage and I'm in full flight. I don't know. Yeah, you get, I don't know how my brain works like that. Where sometimes it just makes me laugh then. Like, and I literally look at my own brain inside me and I go, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I go, Where, how did you come up with that? Like, I talk to myself through my whole gig. So I have, Do you? Yeah, I have three different parts of me. Go on. So my left side goes, 
scanning the audience, right? My middle side has all the stand-up in a file. And so while I'm trying to get through this bit in the middle, my left side is going, oh my God, check out that girl, check out that bloke, look at that, look at the girl, look at that, look at over there. Quick, 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 there's something over there, I can feel it, I can feel it. And the right side is going, this is shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're shit. God, oh, but what's this now? What are you doing now? Oh, don't do that. Don't be doing that. <laughs> that is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, so that's, okay. But that's, I think that's, well, it's my left side is the big create, creative one, and my middle one is the one that's holding all the files, and the right one okay. is the negative side. But I don't know if that's got anything to do with anything. I've never looked it up. So you. But that's how I feel. So you're, what kind of things is the left side looking for when you said... It's oh, looking look for magic. And I, if I do a gig, right, I'm, uh, a lot of comics will see me doing stuff and afterwards, you know, we all agree that there wasn't much magic in it. And, you know, that when, when there's magic in my shows, it means that the most amazing shit's just happened. Like, you know, and I've just found it. I normally can find it in there somehow. I yes, don't know. That, I gravitate towards it. I just want to stay with that just a little while longer because that idea of what, what exactly is it you're gravitating towards? Is it the unusual? Is it just that there's someone I don't know. with an unusual look? Or I don't, I'm not a godhead. I don't believe in God or anything like that. Or, but I mean, but I definitely believe in some sort of energy that's around all of us because I just, I don't know how to find these people. And I find, re- like, here's, okay, here's a really beautiful story that just, this is the most amazing thing that happened in this, um, in this festival. Well, I, I'll, hang on, I'll get through this Watch, listen to this the way it all maps out so there's a woman in the front right oh and I asked this is probably the same like I asked the Chinese thing I said it is so I saw my China again and this lovely woman puts her hand up and I went oh are you are you Chinese and she goes no I'm from Florida but I've been to China she says right and I and again everybody thought that was funny and I was went oh that oh I says oh you're so nice that's cool and she was a really sweet lady and I'm good at reading how normally how nice people are so I said I'll stay with her she's nice and she's yeah. smiley and I said well where are you on your own there and she said yeah yeah you were sold out so um, I had to come on my own and I said oh where's your husband and she said oh he's in the courtyard waiting for me until the show finishes. Yeah, so I went, oh my God, he must be the most beautiful man ever, is he? And she went, yeah, I love him. I, I love him so much, right? And the crowd now are all going, oh my God, right? I'd already reffed to an empty seat in the front Yeah. earlier on. Yeah. I was going, where's that person? And we going, don't know. But I got everybody to move up. I said, move up, right? And I said, uh, Denny's her name. I said, Denny, go, and Arthur was her husband, go get Arthur, right? And the whole room went ballistic, right? <laughs> and the whole room was going, Arthur, 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 right? So now the gig is gone, right? The gig's gone. It's a new gig now. It's a whole different situation that you got yourself into. So I'm trying to, I'm not even bothering doing stand-up while she's going to get Arthur because I'm going, look, what's the point of me doing that right now? Because everybody's just too excited. That, and that what, instinct, that's one of the hard-won instincts, isn't yeah. it? Of, of the experience. So go, just yeah, to so briefly I'm, interject is to know that Actually, that's the thing we have to follow now. What, why would you go back yeah, to anything else? Well, well, nobody in the room wanted to leave that bubble. Sure. It was like um, if you're on drugs and everybody's on drugs with you, right? They all leave and you're on your own and the only way people are not on drugs. And you're going, oh. Right? So these are a whole 800. I'm sure all... no one here knows what you mean, Jackson. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. We're, we're prepared to accept your word for it. No, I've seen a documentary. <laughs> Anyway, so the whole 800 of them were just waiting. And I also said to the staff, there's loads of staff in that room, I said, will you all radio around and look for an Arthur? So all you could hear in the room, like, because it was really quiet, all you could hear is, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. 
is there an Arthur? Arthur? And they all go, it's all amazing. And, like, and the next minute, the door opened and the fucking place went ballistic, right? And she came in holding his hand and they're all going, Arthur, 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 right? And Arthur just came in, just waving his hand. <laughs> and and he's, he doesn't know what's happening. Because all Denny said to him was, they're waiting for you. Oh, my God. And she didn't have time to explain. He's going, waiting for me? So he came in, he sat down, and now we're all settled. We're fine. I spoke to him for a little bit. He was really sweet. Like, he was a beautiful man as well. The two of them, you just knew they were nice. And we can. And I went, I said, listen, I said, that's, that's one of the most beautiful things that's happened to me in this festival, just to mm. get the two of you sitting there. And it being Scotland and it being the festival, a woman, like, six rows back goes, excuse me. I went, what? It isn't. I went, why? And I thought she was thought this was awful. She goes, no, do you remember 12 years ago you sent a man home to get a ring and come back and ask his girlfriend to marry him? (laughs) And I went, oh, shit, I forgot about that. (laughs) There was a couple in the front row in the Pleasants and I said, uh, oh, you should marry her. She's beautiful. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I should, should. I said, no, you really should now. You really, really should. And he goes, oh, you've ruined it now. No. And I went, why? Because I was going to ask her tonight. Oh. Right? And I said, oh, well, have you got the ring? And he goes, no, it's in the house. So I got the bouncers to come down, get him, and bring him into a taxi. Drove, he drove up to his house. And then, now that gig was out the window. <laughs> I just sat on the stage just talking to a few people and we all waited and then he came right down up on stage and asked her on stage with the ring and that was that moment but the so so then for me the most exciting bit of that story is that you forgot that had happened (laughs) what world are you living in I do forget I do forget there must be millions of those things but this is the beautiful end of this story and this is why I I mean why did I gravitate toward that woman was just insane so Denny I meet Denny and Arthur afterwards right and Arthur shakes my hand and he goes that was the best day of my life he says right and she goes I love him so much and all this and he has uh, he has lung cancer and he's dying so that's, that, that's, and we recorded it. Now listen to this, I was in a documentary for Irish TV. I didn't record any other night except this night. And now I have him on stage taking oh a bow with her God. and we're sending a tour. We that's don't know how long cool. he has like or anything like that. But that was it. And he, he was supposed to go to Ibiza that day, but yeah. he was too ill to oh travel. My God. So she stayed. But the thing that he was left out there yeah. with lung cancer on his own. That's <laughs> like, that's how nice he is. And he just went, no, you go ahead. And he just went, man, best day ever. So that, that's that's really beautiful. And I'm afraid I do, we need to move on from it. Just we're slightly limited for time. We're in the bubble. We're not moving on. I wanna. <laughs> I will. We want more. Just be looking at it. <laughs> because this isn't. This is lovely, and people can get. We can get. No, this you're right. You're right. Coming to see your show. Sorry. This is something different. Yeah. And I, do, I we just need to briefly yes. just press pause on the magic because okay. what I want to ask is as a way of kind of analysing... Yeah, I tried to kill myself four times. How you, <laughs> finally, we go. <laughs> now, no, I didn't. The, the, I was just going to say... Those magical kind of moments of which you are obviously responsible for so many. And you're the catalyst. I think that's part of mm. why they're so magical is you don't try to make it about yourself. You're giving away. It's generous. Yeah, I never. Uh, yeah, I love giving it away. But then, so my question is, as a means of analysing exactly how you get to be so, to be such an effective catalyst, 
Can you think of, and I'm sorry to bring the mood down because it's obviously lovely, but can you think of times when you've gone for something like that and it hasn't got there? And what was different? What, what couldn't, what, those mm. nights that you mentioned earlier on of saying like, oh, the, the magic wasn't there. Yeah, what is to, that? What is it that's not there? I don't know. It's just like, it's just the chemistry's not working. Like the whole kind of, like, uh, I can't even explain it. It's like a, like a, like an energy in the room, like a, like a big cloud that just starts to form, big fluffy cloud. And the whole audience just come up in the cloud with you and they're all going, whoa, where are we going? But sometimes they don't want to go up there and then you have to stay down. And, and that prevents me from operating at full pace. So I, okay. it's basically, I don't get the fuel off them. And if I don't get the full fuel, then I can't function. Do you know what I mean? And, and is your, like some comics might say in a similar situation, I'm sure if I was that kind of a comic and I did that sort of a, that, mm. if I was working in those kind of spheres, I might be saying to myself, it's not them, it's me. I, I didn't pull it off tonight. Do you ever get that? No, I don't. I mean I, could, ugh, like, I mean, I can just go straight through all the straight stand-up and just do that, and they'll be all happy with that. I just want the audience to leave with some sort of little thing that they can all just go, oh, my God, you remember that? Did you see that? Did you ding, ding. You know what I mean? So, and they leave. Most nights, most nights they will leave with something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I try. I, I, I don't know why I bother, but I work my arse off every gig I ever do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never do, like, 50%. I'll, I'll go full on. Do you know what I mean? I'll never do that to an audience. You know, you'll see maybe comics maybe just going, oh, no, I'm not into it. Do you know what I mean? But if I'm not into it, I'll just go for it. You know, I won't let me let myself down. You know what I mean? I'll, and yeah. I don't want to let the audience down, so I just try. So what you mentioned on the right side of your brain, that yeah, negative voice, I'm really surprised to hear that from what, from what you've described, from what you've said. Oh, yeah, what but that's sorts quite of common things... with everybody in their, day, you know, in their daily life. You'll have a negative thought. Sure. I know where mine is. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what sorts of things, for what, what sorts of things is it criticising? Well, it's criticising one... the magic. It, lo- it loves when I can't find it. Do you know what I mean? It just goes, ah, that's not working. Oh, that's shit. <laughs> it's going to be like someone going, no, no, it'll be okay, I'll find it. No, you won't. So and, you know, and, it should, and it goes, why don't you go into your stand-up file, take that out and do that. Stand. So it wants you to be safe. Yeah, because how would you benefit from being safe? Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. feel. I don't feel like that. If I did like an hour of material and didn't speak to anybody and didn't do anything magical, I would be devastated. I'd just be going, that was shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. that's magical at all for me. And that's only for me, though. Like, like other stand-up oh, stuff. Sure. Other like, uh, like brilliant storytellers like Dylan Moran and Tommy Tiernan and all them. I mean, they are beautiful at weaving shit and all. And, I've, and that's sure. what they're good at. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So, so, I'm, so I'm good at what I do. That there's, that there's a part of your voice that, that interests me, that there's a part of that on the right side of the brain that wants you to not take any risks when you mm. yourself know, as you've just said, that that's the opposite of what you want to do. And yet there is a part of you that what is it that it wants to be safe, that it wants to... I mean, there must be, with the work that you do, there must be a kind of a, a moment of free fall, a jumping off where you go, yeah. Let's. Ha- I think I've identified the magic, way, yeah. and you jump into it. Yeah. And so there must but then I, be... I don't know, I don't know how, I, how I keep that up, though. So once I jump off and I found it, I just, I'm completely in an outer body situation. I have no control over it. Mm. And it just takes off on its own. And literally that's why I'm laughing because I'm sitting literally on the, on the stage kind of watching myself doing it. Going, mm. oh my God, there's that thing he's doing. And I'm going, oh, and laughing and going, oh, and that thing with Denny and all and Arthur, yeah. me and me, like I'm sitting down here crying, going, oh my God, so beautiful. And then I, and then I literally, like a Harry Potter moment, I just go and back in again. And then I'm back to, oh no, this fella again. And now I have to be safe again. You know what I mean? 
But I love when I lose the plot. It's great. That's interesting. Like free, free drugs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So if you're a Muslim, and, if you're a Muslim year. and you're not allowed to take drugs or drink, you should Come do a lot of stand-up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can have your outer body situation for free. Do you... Given that this is the, 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 the performance that we're talking about, the type of work that you're doing, your live shows, which you've yeah. done for 20 years at the Fringe and longer, not at the Fringe, I'm sure. Mm. Um, are you able to translate that kind of success that kind of feeling into other creative outlets as successfully? Or is this like, this is, this is your superpower? Oh, yeah, no, the, the lie... I mean, if I did, like, for TV, if they just stuck a camera on me with a room full of people, that's the best way to do that for me. Yeah. But they're obsessed with formats and yeah. prizes and... Uh, is there a car or a holiday at the end of that? Yeah. And what? Is that, <laughs> and is that frustrating for you, given that yeah. you're like, well, why don't you just come and watch one time and see yeah. something incredible happen? But, I mean, we don't... I mean, look, I, what I need... I mean, what we all need to look at now is just making our own TV shows. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because everybody's on the telly now. Because that, that show that you filmed for the documentary, if that had been a a four camera setup Louis CK style that you put yeah. together and edited and all the rest yeah. of it that's a magical product that you've yeah got. well we did I mean it was a great thing because they just followed me with cameras and just had a loose whole loose day and it was, and was great was that something fun. that you'd initiated or was that someone making no they asked me but I said yeah but you can just follow me we're not we're not going to write out with a single word of anything mm-hmm. for you and we uh I went training in the morning. They came at me to do a bit of training. That was a bit of fun. Yes. And then oh, I... we were talking about uh, jiu-jitsu, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, what... yeah. This is, incidentally, this is why this is Oh, was that why you did that? I was that? doing the, the no-gi class in Tollcross on uh, day oh one. Oh, my scrap. God. Yeah, yeah. No-gi. A gi is a costume you wear in jiu-jitsu. And in Ireland, it's your vagina. It's... Oh, so it is, isn't it? Yeah, so if you're so... listening in Ireland, apologies. But no, I was, I was at a no-gi class, and it was only men. So yeah. That's... Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, so I did that, and then we went on, and we, uh, we worked with these trapeze people. Uh, okay. T- uh, the mute for a day, and we had to wear towels. That was it, totally naked, just a towel being swung around up, up, up. And, uh, Why did you have to do this? This was for a documentary. I just kept telling them to follow me, and I set it up with these French guys. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, okay. The mute, and then so it, you wanted to be doing fun things to do, so that the documentary yeah, yeah. So there's, again, no plan. They lo- and that was all worked really well. And then they had that night was the Arthur and Denny show. Yeah. So they got that, oh and then God. after that, uh, I had to go to Phil Nichols' Cray Cray show. Yeah. Do stand up, uh, which I didn't do. Uh, you do. The band basically do sound effects. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you've done it. yeah, yeah. And then I, I've, I, and I've never sang with a band in my life. And I did um, Don't You Forget About Me, Simple Minds. And we had like 400 people standing, just a whole lot of them at the very end of that Denny and Art and I all going, na 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 so you can imagine how good that's going to be. I feel like I speak for everyone here when I say, can you come and live around my house? Because <laughs> it, it, you feel like you're just this irresistible ball of kind of positivity. Oh, I get into a lot of trouble at home, though, because I have two children. Yeah. So what, when I come home, they just stick to me like glue. Yeah. They just go, they go oh, Dad's home, thank God. Right, because it's 15-year-old and an 8-year-old. Eight, and, and my, my poor wife, because she's the disciplinary area. Yeah. And I try... But I'll tell you what I know what I'm like, and I, you know, you know, and quietly this might happen in the future. But um, Spike Milligan's wife left him, which was so funny. But she, <laughs> it, was, it was good. No, this is good. This is good though. She left. He was quite happy about it. But she left him, and um, she left him the kids because she just went. They like you way better than me, so I'm just going to go. And they lived with him, and they said it was he was the worst dad ever, but the best dad ever. 
Yeah, okay. He, they only ate spaghetti because that's all he could make. And uh, he let them wear it when they were eating it. <laughs> and this is all this shit going on, right? And then he used to put little fairy le- letters down the end of the garden. Yeah. And they didn't even know they were from him. And then they'd yes, find I them. That, yeah, yeah. And they'd answer them. And then when, he, when they went to sleep, he'd go down with a head torch and try and find them and answer them again and put them back. And he also had a whole wall. He invented, yeah, you'll see Ikea doing the black wall, the blackboard where you can draw on okay. a wall yes, for kids. Yes. Milligan did that. And he used to draw. Uh, bedtime stories for the kids when they went to sleep okay. and all. So that's the you see, I'm like that in my house. I'm, I'm quite like mental that way. But like now and again, I try and be a, like a heavy dad with my 15 year old because they're quite mm-hmm. dangerous now at 15. So you can't let them know that you're a complete idiot. So now and again, it's it's hard, but you, you know, because he sees what I do, he's, and he's got yes. he's got the internet. That I mean, that's quite an interesting thing to to be the parent of. Like, presumably, you started doing comedy. Obviously, you were going, you were here for a couple of years before you had to do, before the eighteen year old was born. And I think the decisions made by young comics are often, oh, I'm going to live, I'm going to travel the world, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I've discovered this oh. thing. Get my t- You're not planning for what your life's going to be like when you're in your 40s and you've no. got children and you've got to support, you know, and I have a baby on the way, so I'm... You do? Also, yeah, I do. Oh, well January done. with you, thank you. Um, but we're, I did very little. But, but, it, was, but it was crucial. Yes. Um, <laughs> Good timing. Thank you. <laughs> But um, but I'm sort of very mindful of that in the moment and thinking, oh, wow, just sort of recognising that, God, my, my whole kind of life plan, my career plan was really self-centred. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it was, like, it was no. a selfish plan. It was like, well, they oh, say, let's see how much fun I can have. They say the entertainment business is the cancer of relationships. God, I didn't realise they said that. That's... <laughs> Who is this day? And can I'm you tell about to get heavy. I'm at the, I'm at the, is that to turn the tables? Yeah, I love it. But that's what, yeah, that's what Bob Monkhouse said and Bruce Forsyth and all of them. But that's your choice. See, I, I never chose to leave my family behind and just go for it. A lot, like some comics have done that. They've just gone, and people like Bob Monkhouse, just, I'm just naming him because it was a documentary I've seen recently. He basically left his whole family behind, just kept gigging, kept working, kept gigging, kept working. But I'm not like that. I map mine out. So mm. I'll, I'll see my kids a lot, my wife a lot, and then go and do gigs and see them and gig and see them and gig. I'll never go and, like, leave them. For... And do you, did your, has your 18-year-old been through a period? He's 15. Sorry, 15, but you're 15 and 8. Sorry. Oh. That's all right. Um, have they been through a period of thinking that what you did was cool and then thinking it was desperately uncool and embarrassing? Have you yeah. had that embarrassing dance? My 8-year-old is, all 8-year-olds are like little Labradors, they love you. If you're in trouble with your wife or anything like that, they'll always love you. It doesn't matter what you do or say, they'll love you. He's great, right? He's such a sweet. The 15-year-old has gone from, you know, loving you to now thinking, yeah, I am a complete arse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but he's, when I go to collect him from the school, he absolutely loves it. Because I collected from the school and all, all, all his mates and all the other kids are all going, oh, there's right? And my, my, my 15 year old has done this. He's put on sunglasses and just gone like this to people. Just put them <laughs> <in> the sun. <laughs> right? As we drive out, you know what I mean? And he knows it's cool. He knows it's cool. His mates think it's really cool. I mean, I remember hearing Noel Gallagher and somebody going, does, does your, does your, do your kids think you're, you're, you're uncool? And he goes, I'm a rock star. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why wow. would my kids think that a rock star's father's not good? So yeah. he's, he's like that. Yeah, he knows. And my eight-year-old, um, it, it's oh, he has a mad little brain. So he will go, um, oh, Dad, look, there's Jason Byrne on the poster, like that. Yeah. He calls me Jason. He, he has two people. So there's his dad and there's Jason Byrne. Okay. Right? And That's probably I'm, quite healthy in a weird way. No, it is healthy in a yeah. weird way. He can separate it and I can't. But... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so he he'll walk around going, "Oh yeah, is Jason Byrne playing there tonight?" And I'm going, "Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm playing there tonight." <laughs> and then um, people come up and go, uh, "Can we get a picture?" And my kid has gone with Jason Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, Dan, stop saying Jason Burns. But my son, I, actually, you can check my Twitter page after this. He, uh, he went, we went to a, a shop, like a joke shop, mm. and he wanted a mask, and uh, he picked a bear head, like a bear's teddy bear head, and he put it on his head and he wore it for the whole festival. <laughs> and people walking around, I was holding his hand, and they could see me. They just thought, what are you doing to your son? <laughs> right? so, Silence, wear the mask. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. Just, he, he just loved it. And he just kept going around going, I'm a jolly bear. I'm a jolly bear. And I went, why are you a jolly bear? Because people smile when I pass them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's great. So are there, in, in this, this life that we've sort of got a brief snapshot of now, of just doing these sort of huge gigs, making people incredibly happy, being this catalyst for joy... Are there any kind of... Do, do you suffer from any of the things that comics often suffer from, from, like, the, you know, the, the, the long dark nights of the soul going, Christ, have I got another show in me? Do you, do you yeah. have any of those things with the writing? Do you struggle with any part of the process, or is it all roses? I don't let it... No, it's not all roses, because I don't let it get to me. I mean, a lot of comics say they're depressed and manic. They're not, they're not manic-depressive. I mean, that's a clinical thing. Mm. So they, they'll often say, oh, I'm, I'm going, yeah, I'm not well. You are fucking well. Shut up. Yeah. I'm just tired. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Milligan had proper depression. And, yes. Um, uh, Stephen, uh, what's he called? Fry, he's got bipolar. Like, he's mm-hmm. been dying. But, but the, the ones that haven't been diagnosed love the fact and love to dwell and well in their own shite. But when you have um, kids and stuff in the family, you kind of have to just... Basically, um, oh, what do the Australians call it when they... It's not book up. Oh, what do they say? No, they say something. It's another phrase. I can't remember. Okay. It's really... Br- oh, yeah, suck it up. Yeah, the yeah, Aussies okay. just go, suck it up. You know what I mean? And get moving. So I don't, no, I'm never like rocking in a chair with my knees in my face going, I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've never been like that. So I have that quite a strong back that way. But yes, I do worry and go, oh my God, I need that show ready. I need this ready. But I more worry about stunts. I'm going, oh, I need more of those stunts. I want to do more of those stunts. I never worry really about the stand-up as much. You don't have, you don't, do you get blocked creatively the stand-up? Do you find that No, you're... I mean, what I do is I write my stuff on stage. So I'll bring yeah. on an idea and I'll expand it on stage. I always do that. Do you know what and I mean? you have, presumably, that you can throw yourself into that kind of creative crisis of ha- having to come up with the good. Yeah, so January... Knowing that you've got the safety net of the, the crowd work of being able to... Yeah, like in January, February, I'll do like loads of gigs in Ireland and I'll literally only have pittance of stuff. But by the end of it, I've got like about two hours. You know what I mean? And are you... Are, does the process begin and end on stage or are you going home and... No, no, I go. Oh, yeah, yeah, out? yeah. Definitely, I'll record those gigs. You know what okay. I mean? And just go. Okay, okay. That you can use that story. Okay, you definitely use that. Oh, don't do that again. Okay, yeah, that works. Trying okay. to remember that. And so I do do that. But what's very difficult for me is I move into different countries all the time. Yes. So um, if I've done very Irishy stuff for two months, I now have to take all the Irish stuff out and head to Australia, and I'll make it very Australian-y. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then and as and then here. Yes, I remember in Stratford you were saying that you had loads of Irishy stuff and yeah. you, were, you were trying out not knowing whether or not yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. posh people of Stratford upon Avon. Yeah, they out. were fine with it though. It was okay. It worked. Jesus, when it, you know, isn't it a good feeling when that works? Yeah. You have something that works. Oh, in this is funny country. here as well. Yeah, yeah. and you go, oh, thank God. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, so I have to, yeah, I do that. But no, I do, yeah, I have, you know, blocks like anybody else, but I just mm. keep at it. You know what I mean? I don't give up too easy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we've, uh, time has got away with us because we've been having so much fun. So we've got probably time just for a couple of audience questions, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, just to wrap up. As I said, I didn't want to get into it. I had a job and I worked as what a... What <laughs> Go on. Oh, yeah, I worked as a lighting designer and like, like electrician, like, uh, like I set up gigs and did lights for like fashion shows, theatres, Okay, plays. got for type stuff, okay. Yeah, so I, I designed them and set them up and okay. I did everything and... Um, so what happened was I went to see a comic uh, doing a gig in Dublin. And Which one? I think it might have been Simon Bly. Okay. And uh, um, I think it was Simon. And basically myself and my mate, my mate Martin Byrne went and there was a joke competition. And you won't really understand this joke because it was Irishy. And um, the MC Barry Murphy just loved putting out weird jokes. So he just said, what has Mary Robinson, who used to be our president of Ireland, got in common with Eamon de Valera, who was a very old president of Ireland. And I just, for, just for the laugh, not really thinking, I just wrote, um, uh, Eamon de Valera does not live beside my mother, right? But he's dead hundreds of years, whatever, right? Yeah. And everybody was laughing and all, and, and uh, I won it. I won the joke competition, and I got a Foster's hat. So I had to get it off Barry. And my mate Martin goes, oh, he loves doing comedy. And I went, I don't know, I know I don't. Yeah. And Barry goes, do you? He goes, no. And so Barry opened this book, and he gave me seven gigs. Seven five-minute spots. Uh, yeah. what, what you can hear there, uh, people at home, uh, is uh, the noise of comedians who work these days. Uh, yeah. Recognising how, how the, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> no, it, it was, <laughs> that was an order. <gasps> seven gigs? Seven? How times have changed. Yeah, but I, but I went, seven gigs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't so, want to do all and that. He, and he said to me, Barry basically said to me, who's a great comic now, he said, you just do seven five-minute slots, and if you don't like it after that, then don't do it anymore. Yep. And I went in the first night, did the first five minutes, and I stormed it, because like, all my family were there and all my mates, and clapping away. And then I went back the following week and died on my arse, because nobody, nobody knew who I was. Yeah, yeah. And so... It's and a then, tale as old as time. Third, fourth, and then I got better and better, and I did, like, brought all my little props again and did all my little mad stuff, and I just... And then I just kept going from there. And then I didn't have time to work. I had to keep ringing the boss to say I couldn't work because I had to go and do more gigs around Ireland and into Britain and, and all the time. And still now I'm waiting for my boss to ring me <laughs> and go, okay, that's enough. Great question. Do you ever resurrect, sorry, just for the recording, do you ever uh, oh. resurrect any of your older material? And, uh, Not and... really, no. I can't remember how I've done a lot of it. Um, when I did, see, oh, I should, I should just go, look. When I did Twenty Years a Clown, someone said, "Why don't you do all the stunts you've done all over the years and do it in the hour?" Nice. Which would have been like easy enough for me to yeah. do, or on the last show or something. Just yeah, like but no, a... but my brain's going, "No, sorry, we want new stuff out of you there, please." <laughs> okay, you're not just doing that. So no, I punish myself quite a lot that way. But I will bring like some of the stunts I'll do again. Do you know what I mean? I love doing them. Like so, that stunt I did in John Bishop's show, I did, I did that a few years ago on stand in my stand-up shows. But yeah, people, yeah, they do want sometimes see that, especially the stunts. They're going, oh, will you do that stunt again? Because I came last year. I came on on stage on a wrecking ball. Mm. Like I came. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you do that in um, yeah. Melbourne. Was it? Yeah. Uh, oh, May, New Zealand. Maybe I'm, it was New Zealand in the uh, the the, the gala. Oh, last the massive. Year. Oh, yes. Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm on the wrecking ball here. That's the first time I did that, and I came through that way towards the audience and over the top of them. Yeah. Which was just the best opening ever, right? And even even my own mother went. I don't think he'll ever top that opening. <laughs> 
Oh, thanks, ma. She's she's been right so far. But in New Zealand, I went sideways. Yeah. On the widest stage I've ever been on in my life, it was the best fun. Oh my god! I swung and swung and swung so far that I could feel it kind of pumping like that. The rope. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was pushing me again so that I couldn't slow down. I kept pump, 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 and I just kept flying across. It was great. Beautiful. So yeah, I should do that again. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I'll do that. One year, maybe I'll just do a special show where I do all the stunts. I'd like to do all the stunts again. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we must finish. I've got one yes. final question which you can interpret any way you like. What yeah. would you have engraved on your comedy gravestone? <laughs> um, oh... <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh my god! I'm not. I have to think about this really well now. Um, I, you know, I'm so Irish. I've got should have tried harder. Came into my head. Should have tried harder, and that's an Irish thing, is it? That's proper misery there. <laughs> we can't finish on this, Jason. <laughs> no, we won't. I'll put in. Um, please bury me <laughs> with a with a with a with a with a live woman. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jason Byrne. Sorry. So that was Jason. Thank you to Jason for coming along. Thanks everyone that came along to that live show. It was a particularly exciting one. You can see, you can hear, I guess, and certainly you can see on stage that Jason just hums with this magical, invigorating energy that, that just made everyone in the room lose their minds. So really good fun. And I, what I was really pleased with as well, it would have been easy for someone like Jason to walk on and just sort of storm the conversation, if you know what I mean. But he actually, he really spent some time. We got into some stuff and learning about exactly what's going on in his mind and uh, and how he sees it from his side of the stage, from his side of the mic. Uh, that's what this show is all about. So if you'd like to listen to previous shows, you can always subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe on Stitcher or anywhere else that you uh, normally tend to find podcasts. I think we're still on SoundCloud as well. Um, so subscribe to the show. Chuck us a review if you enjoyed it. You can go to the iTunes page. That's sort of, I suppose, most people have funneled through iTunes. Uh, you can chuck us a review on there. That really helps me with the visibility. And as I said, you can donate at comedianscomedian.com forward slash donate in any manner you see fit. Um, that's, uh, I would really appreciate it. And uh, as would my unborn child, I'm sure. <laughs> Minnie Goldsmith is uh, is doing well. So that's all pretty exciting. Uh, we're due at the end of January. Oh my God. Totally going to be a dad, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's so big. I haven't really spoken to you guys much about it. I, I suppose, you know, you don't want to, do you, in case, heaven forbid, something were to, to go less than 100% brilliantly. You, you don't want to you don't you want to get sort of too publicly excited about it. But I think we're we're at a stage where I can probably do that. We're, we're due in a couple of months. I can, there's going to be a little guy running around. Oh, don't tell my mum or brother-in-law, if you know that, because they don't want to know the gender some reason <laughs> i don't know why that is but i've just revealed it's a guy uh that's officially on the airwaves um and um it's so exciting we've been uh, my partner has been watching gumtree like a hawk and uh, and swooping in and buying like an enormous bag for life full of all the clothes a child will need for the first six months of its life for a tenner. Because I think you just rent them, don't you? You, you get the clothes and they, they, the kid wears the clothes and you go, right, these are done. And you wash them and you sell them on to the next person. I don't know why anyone would buy one in a shop. 
But um, hey, if you guys donate well enough, he can wear a golden zoot suit. <laughs> That's what we've got in mind. And um, so really exciting. And I'm sort of prepping. I'm just looking at the, the amount of episodes coming up. Uh, we've got eight still in the can. I've already got two or three more booked in for in December. That's the next watch. I think in December, I'm going to catch up with a lot of people that I've said to in the past. Hey, let's get you on the show. Um, and already there's two or three are booked and I've got a, bundles more. God, 20 or 30 on the list. And a lot of lot more emails to send. I'm rabbiting longer than I normally do at the end of a show. I think that's because of the drive. I feel a bit uh, edgy, but I'm also it's probably out of relief that uh, I've got here and finally recorded this blurb because they do hang over me. They hang over me in the week. I'm excited to talk to you, but I sort of fear doing them. They're like a mini gig that I get all nervous about. Uh, and then as soon as I start, it's lovely. Keep sending in your break glass things. Hashtag break glass. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at ComComPod or send me an email with break glass as the subject line. That helps the admin my end. And suggest to me, please, your best, most uplifting moments of the back catalogue of this show. Uh, and if you want to tell me what minutes they occur at, that makes my life easier as well. Uh, and I've been talking to a musician and indeed musical magician, Steve Dunn, uh, you'll remember from the Joel Domit podcast, we are going to collaborate on putting some music behind them, making it really stirring and coming up with a really exciting um, uh, artefact, I think, that I will then chuck online for us all to listen to after we've died at gigs, got writer's block, or generally feel hellish about life and creativity. So all that is coming soon. Hopefully we get it done by the time we get to episode 150. For that to happen, I'm going to have to absolutely pull my finger out and get on with it right now. I'll speak to you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 